I am contractually obligated to say that's appealing. Welcome to the St. Canard Files, a Darkwing Duck podcast. I'm your host, Stan Lunn, and with me once again is Tiffany Silverbron. Hello. Welcome back, Tiff. Good to be back. So, what's new in your world? Um, just had Arya's 10th birthday today, and it was a Steven Universe themed. <laughs> oh, nice. That's an awesome show. Yeah, I love that show. Well, happy birthday, uh, Aria, did you say? Yep. Yep. Double digits. <laughs> Sweet. So, what do you guys do to make it a Steven Universe uh, birthday? We had we bought a bunch of Steven Universe decorations. There was like banners and stuff. We got cupcakes and they had um, little toppers of all the crystal gems and stuff. And um, we did like a we had a craft table and we like made gemstones from like rocks and painted them and put gems and stuff all over them. It was pretty fun. We had a playlist too where we had a bunch of songs and put some of the songs from the show in there because that show has amazing music <laughs> oh yeah like i'd say uh i got a few songs from that show that i constantly listen to yeah that's great <laughs> well that's awesome uh any other uh cool things happening in your world i think i didn't talk about this yet but i got a dog <laughs> i saw congrats yeah <laughs> He is wonderful. I love him. I hope he's not uh, living up to his namesake. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> Do you his want to tell the folks what his name is? We named him Pazuzu. <laughs> and what's that a reference to? It's got, it's actually two references. Um, it's um, the name of the demon that possesses Reagan and the exorcist. Yeah. And- also, the gargoyle in Futurama. Ah, um, uh, yes. Barnsworth's pet gargoyle, which the girls know that character, um, love that show, and that's what the name means to them is the gargoyle in Futurama. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I saw your uh, video when you brought him home. That was a fun yeah. watch. He's super sweet. <laughs> Uh, any other uh, news from the world of TIFF? No, that's pretty much it. Well, one uh, bit of news from my world is I went and saw the new Indiana Jones movie this past uh, Thursday. Yay. I thought it was uh, really good. Uh, first off, folks, don't worry. I'm not going to provide any spoilers. I'm very sensitive of, about that sort of thing. So, But I thought it was a very good movie. Better than Crystal Skull. I'd even put it better than Temple of Doom, but not quite as good as Raiders or Last Crusade. I'm one of those people that Temple of Doom is my favorite. (laughs) Ah. (laughs) I know it's a controversial opinion, but it's the one I'm the most nostalgic for. Well, I can imagine why. I mean, that's probably the Indiana Jones movie that was the closest to being like an actual horror film. 
Yeah, that too. I mean, I believe, if memory serves me right, I think it was the first movie ever to get a PG-13 rating. Yeah, it was because of, it was like that in Gremlins. Yeah. I think it was Gremlins, maybe, that came out first, and they were like, it was PG, and they thought, well, this is a little bit more than PG, and then I think, yeah, the first one was Temple of Doom, officially. Yeah. Because they couldn't really slap a PG rating on that movie. Not with the whole Kali Ma scene. Yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't quite brutal enough to get an R either. Yeah. But yeah, I, I love the Indiana Jones movies. With the exception of Crystal Skull. You a, a big Indiana Jones fan? Yeah, I remember distinctly being really excited. Um, going to see... Um, Last Crusade, I'll, like, never forget that, waiting in line at the theaters to see it. And then, yeah, same thing. I saw Crystal Skull, and I was a little disappointed because, yeah, I love the trilogy, the original trilogy. Yeah. Crystal Skull was actually the first Indiana Jones film I saw in the theater. Oh, really? Yeah. I wasn't quite uh, old enough to go to theaters when uh, Last Crusade came out, and Temple of Doom, I was way too young. I wasn't even born when Raiders came yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. I I also remember having, like, all these toys from Temple of Doom also. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I do recommend, though, for anyone who's an Indiana Jones fan to go see this new movie. I trust, I assure you, you won't be disappointed. Uh, another thing that we should bring up uh, is we are recording this just a couple days before uh, the 4th of July. So happy Independence Day to all of our listeners. You know, yeah. This episode uh, should drop on July 3rd if everything goes uh, correctly. <laughs> you got any big uh, 4th of July plans, Tiff? Nothing big. There's always a fireworks show in town that's pretty cool and we found a, a secret spot um it's usually it gets pretty crowded and you know sometimes it can be hard to see but then we discovered this like secret spot that we can climb on top of that no one knows about apparently and we could is, see everything. <laughs> is that on the uh, top of canard tower <laughs> ish <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't but really yeah, do, do the local much. thing yeah, I don't really do a whole lot for uh, 4th of July. I think it's mostly going to be a day spent watching TV shows and movies. And I'll cook up a DiGiorno pizza for dinner. Because nice. pizza, pizza works for any holiday meal. Yeah. Uh, yeah, in my younger days, though, I was all about fireworks and getting whatever fireworks I could get my hands on and setting them off. And I think... I'm a little too old now and too worried about <laughs> safety and getting in trouble and things like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we got a bit of news to get to today, but before we cover that, I actually want to make a, a small uh, correction in terms of the previous episode uh, where we reviewed uh, Sarah's Invention. I neglected to mention that that comic was also printed in Colossal Comics 8. So that is another source that you could find that old uh, Disney Adventures comic in. Nice. 
actually, speaking of Disney Adventures, I'd also be remiss if I didn't mention that in just a couple more days, Disney Afternoon Adventures Volume 3 will be coming out from Fantagraphics. Awesome. Yep, I know that it has two Darkwing stories for sure. The first two of the uh, Fluffy trilogy will be reprinted in it. Though it's going to have a heavier focus on Rescue Rangers, I believe. Did you uh, pre-order your copy of that? No, I'm still. I still don't have the second one. Ah. Mind. Oh, I did pre-order my copy, and probably for the next episode, we'll do like a mini review of of it. Now on to the big uh, news stuff. So. This year is the year of Negaduck. In the past week, he has popped up in three major things. First off, he has become a playable character in the Disney uh, game. I believe it's called Disney Heroes uh, Battle Forces or something like that. Awesome. Yeah, apparently some of our uh, our members have already unlocked him. You know, shout-outs to Michelle and uh, Owen. Nice. They both, yeah, they both have uh, unlocked their Negaducks already. From what I hear, he has some pretty uh, cool uh, animations. You know, he scratches the chalkboard. Apparently when he shows up, he, you know, he pops out of a cake. <laughs> nice. I may actually have to get that game just to be yeah. able to play the Darkwing characters. Well, yeah, and it's about time that it's Year of Negaduck because it's really weird during the original run in the 90s. Um, there was, like, no Negaduck anything at all. Yeah. <laughs> and he was one of the most popular characters. It's really weird. Yeah. Like, we got a VHS tape that wasn't even about that version of Negaduck, but they yeah. decided to use Negatron. him for the cover. You know? Yeah. And then there was the trading card that came with that uh, VHS tape. Other than that, he appeared in a couple comic books, and he was part of a very obscure Darkwing Duck uh, card game. Oh, yeah. And but yeah, we, we're certainly getting... Sorry. Oh, no, I just said no individual merch. No, but we have been spoiled recently. Because yeah. the next thing we're going to mention is we now have a lot more details about the Darkwing Duck uh, Diamond Select figure. Turns out it's actually going to be a two-pack along with Negaduck. Now, they're going to have removable hats, lots of uh, interchangeable heads and hands, and plenty of accessories. And yes, Negaduck does come with his chainsaw. Yeah, the sculpt looks pretty good. Yeah, they were designed by Barry Bradfield and sculpted by Varner Studios. And you can definitely tell they, they used a lot of Silvani influence when it came to the design. Yeah. They cost uh, $49.99, which is pretty good. It's about $25 per figure, I would say. Uh, in terms of uh, when they're coming out, there's a few different sources. Like, 
the websites that you can order them from, which is Big Bad Toy Store and Entertainment Earth, they claim November of this year, but the brand new uh, Diamond Previews claims it's spring of 2024, so I'm not sure which one of those is correct, but either way, they're up for pre-order, so if you're interested, I would not sleep on these. These figures look like they're amazing. Yeah. Uh, speaking of diamond previews, uh, this past week, like not not the week this episode's coming out, but the week before, the brand new issue of previews actually features a Negaduck cover on both sides. So if you're a completionist wanting every little bit of Darkwing stuff you can, that's something else you can track down. And the reason it has Negaduck on both sides is because it's promoting the action figures we just talked about as well as a brand new Negaduck comic series from Dynamite Comics. Yeah, and it looks awesome. <laughs> yeah, that, that first cover, the, the same cover they have on one side of the previews, is amazing looking. It's going to be written by Jeff Parker, who is a newcomer to writing Darkwing stories. So we'll see how... Uh, how his work stacks up against some of the others. The artist we are a bit familiar with, though, because it's going to be drawn by Ciro Cangialosi, and I'm I'm hoping I pronounce that right, but that is actually the guy who's been drawing those amazing action figure variant covers for the main Darkwing series. Yeah. Yeah, so we've already seen he does pretty good work. Yeah, the preview uh, the, of the inside art looks really good, too. Yeah, and it's going to feature a few other villains. I've seen uh, in some of the preview images, they've shown Moliarty and Lilliput, and in the yeah. interview and previews, they even mentioned Taurus Bulba. Nice. Yep, uh, the plot is basically Negaduck is uh, getting tired of other villains ripping off his ideas. <laughs> and that is the first issue is supposed to drop in September of this year. Awesome. Definitely getting that. Oh yeah, I I'm going to put in my pre-order for that this uh this week though. That's going to be that's going to mean that starting in September, we're basically going to review two different Dynamite Darkwing uh series a month. Yeah. You know, Goodness knows what we'll do if we get another series, because I still think that they could give us like a Justice Ducks uh, spinoff. Yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> but we are here to review a comic, aren't we? Yep. We are reviewing issue six of Dynamite's Darkwing Duck. Again, no title for this individual issue, but the entire arc has been called uh, Foul Play. And this is the last issue of that said arc, I believe. Uh, once again, it's written by Amanda Dybert with the uh, art done by Carlo Loro. So let's hop into this. So All right. We start off with Darkwing and Goslin. They're on the rat catcher. Goslin's eyes are still green, thankfully. And we get a we get an eye in the terror right off the bat. 
I am the terror that flaps in the night. I am the itch on the tiny spot in the center of the back, just beyond the reach of the fingertips of evil. I am Darkwing Duck, and I am Quiverwing Quack. <laughs> yep, Goslin's dress is Quiverwing Quack. Yep. And, and she has something new, doesn't she? Yeah, she explains that she's been working on some inventions, and she created a whistle that only super ducks can hear. <laughs> and <Not> she... <laughs> Pretty crazy. And she blows yeah. it, and you see something crash, and she says she hasn't worked out all the bugs yet. You also don't yeah. see heroes show up, so... <laughs> Yeah, but Drake or a Darkwing proclaims that it's the happiest day of his life because he can finally teach her how patents work. Now, that being said, I don't know why she would bring a whistle to fight a super duck, considering that uh, Dr. No Good is like a dog bear thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's not a duck. Yep. But unfortunately, they need to be careful because we have flying uh, sandwiches and fruits coming towards them. Goslin, yeah. my darling daughter, I am deft at dodging dangerous delectables. <laughs> yeah, but, and it's all the brainwashed kids, Dr. Nogood's brainwashed kids throwing um, sandwiches and vegetables at them. Yep, but Quiverwing Quack is always ready for fast food, and she hits the bananas, some bananas and an apple with an arrow, See? Fast food. I am contractually obligated to say that's appealing. I hope my brainwashed schoolmates can't hear you. I don't really like that panel <laughs> and think that they... I'm not a fan of when they do that in comics unless the word bubbles are colored so you can specifically tell who's talking. Yeah, that would definitely help to to get rid of some confusion we'll see later on. Like, even if they didn't want to color the word bubbles, they could do, like, the outline in the color. Yeah, exactly. But Darkwing says that he's not going to fight kids, that he can barely get Goslin to brush her teeth. Dad, I'm a duck. I don't have teeth. <laughs> Which yeah, is fun. But at the point. same time, you see them with teeth many times. <laughs> yeah. But Goslin says they better act fast or the whole city's going to hate kids. And then we get a let's get dangerous as they jump off a roof and then appear to hover in midair. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know the rat catcher had that ability. I think it's just like a little art. I mean, not like, a, yeah, maybe just a mistake. I think like it's just supposed to be jumping, but then there's a panel that shows him floating in the air and the cloud behind it is just like, it's not swooping. So it just looks like it's hovering there. They didn't right. have enough motion drawn into it. But the kids are apparently also fighting Megavolt at the moment. So maybe it's not all bad. <laughs> and then yeah. Goslin says, dad, this is seriously no good. That's doctor no good to you. So, yeah, Dr. No Good's back. He's standing on the building with his uh, villainous cat. <laughs> and yep. you actually get a little bit of a, a clue as to how he lived. He's like, ha, just think, 
there I was, swimming in a vat of vanishing fluid about to disappear, only to refer to return as the most nefarious villain this world has ever seen. I wish that they showed him with some crazy invisibility powers from that. <laughs> yeah, that would have uh, made a lot more sense. So Megavolts, of course, you know, grumbling about things. I do one good deed for a bad guy, and now I gotta deal with this. And Darkwing jumps down like, you helped someone? Is it so very <laughs> shocking? Now, this next line of Darkwing's, though, doesn't make any sense. You just never struck me as the helping people out type, even if it's a supervillain. It's like, uh, Darkwing, are you forgetting the uh, more than once where Megavolt has yep. teamed up with you? Yeah, I was thinking that, too, of all the villains. It's like him and Bushroot are kind of the, sometimes they help out and they're not 100% evil. Sometimes Quackerjack, too. I'd, I'd lump him in as well, because there's been once or twice I remember where he like helped us, too. Like in The Haunting of Mr. Banana Brain. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Liquidator, there's only been two episodes where he's been helpful, and one yeah. was an alternative universe, so it doesn't really count. I think he counts as pure evil. <laughs> yeah. But Megavolt says, underestimating me, just like the Fearsome Five. That's why I thought it was time to align with a new supervillain team. Foul. Goslin, though, brings up a great point. But why not just start your own supervillain team and be the leader? Yep. <laughs> and of course. Go ahead. He, and he says that he that he wants to, but that no one takes him seriously. Yep, they only seem to want him around when the power goes out. <laughs> so he decided to bring back a leader everyone feared and who would be grateful for his gifts. So I who that could be. <laughs> yep. So Goslin realized that they need to get themselves grounded before they turn into fried ducklings. So she grabs a tire off of what actually appears to be like an old Fiat. You know, <laughs> yeah. And tells Darkwing to get on it. Step on this, Dad. We need a little grounding. Not sure why Megavolt responds with, you think I'm ungrounded? It's like she wasn't talking to him. Yeah. <laughs> You know, yep. but the tire saves them from being electrocuted. But yep. Megavolt, he, he says that he's gotten in over his head. He wants things to go back to normal. I blow things up. You chase me around. So how about a truce? We could supercharge the situation. A temporary team up? I usually work alone. I couldn't hear you from up there. Do you need me, DW? <laughs> <laughs> that is such a launch pad <laughs> thing right there, yeah, though. I know. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And I have to say, though, about the art with Megavolt, like in these two panels, he's got really tiny feet for some yeah. reason. That he does. But I love how this whole little scene here is kind of a callback to Justice Ducks, which will make even more sense later. Darkwing yep. says, I am a true duck who needs no assistance from anyone. Morgana called and asked if you wanted her to come out and help. An island unto myself. And all <laughs> the rest of the Justice Ducks are ready and waiting. <laughs> I will take on Dr. No Good on my own and Dad, 
Dr. No Good just got away. <laughs> That's so much like the show. <laughs> yeah. So Darkwing says that we've got to corral these kids and then courageously corner that coward. Call Launchpad. I'm already here. <laughs> well, that is the kind of expediency I should expect from a sidekick. Then he tells Megavolt to power down and help him get the kids to safety. To the dynamic duo. I think you mean the terrific Trinity, Goslin pipes in, and Darkwing's like, absolutely not. You told me we'd take on Dr. No Good together. That was before I was forming a charter with our supercharged charlatan. And I just love Megavolt's line here. Oh, hey, great new nickname. Thanks. <laughs> I can totally see Megavolt just saying that, not even thinking that it's an insult to him. Yeah. Yeah. Launchpad says he'll take care of her. And, um, <laughs> and, uh, Darkwing says, keep her in the Thunder Quack with you, just in case things go haywire, Megavolt. I would never put wires in hay. <laughs> and that expression he's giving, he's, yeah. it's like he knows exactly what he's referring to. Yeah. And then Darkwing, as he's getting hit in the back of his head with something, I'm going to assume is maybe tapioca pudding. He's like, the first order of business is getting these kids to safety. Because if I get hit with one more snack, no one will be safe. And his eyes are turning a bit red as he's saying that. Yep. So, Megavolt, though, has the perfect idea. And what is that idea? Um, He has a electric carnival with um, a giant Ferris wheel. And, and a roller coaster. Yep, and a roller coaster. <laughs> Must get Darkwing Duck after the roller coaster. <laughs> and um, Darkwing says that he loves Ferris wheels. Yeah, it seems to be working. Your electric carnival, or it seems to be working. Your electric carnival is distracting all of the kids. Oh, I love Ferris wheels. Yeah, not just the kids. Yep. But Megavolt has a suggestion for Darkwing, doesn't he? Um, says, uh, why don't you take a one ride, a little ride first? Well, and, <laughs> yep. And Darkwing, you should know better, though we do get a second I am the terror out of this. <laughs> I am the terror. <laughs> for some reason. Yep. I am the terror who flaps in the night. I am the sudden rains of justice that ruin your cotton candy. I am the visionary virtuoso who will who always carries virtual enhancements. I am double crust. <laughs> As Darkwing's looking through a pair of uh, little binoculars and sees uh, Megavolt standing with Doctor No Good and his evil cat. Yeah, they're more like and, opera glasses. <laughs> yeah, so they are in uh, Darkwing's shade of purple. Yeah. And now Darkwing is trapped on the Ferris wheel. Yeah. Luckily for him, he has a couple people uh, up high seeing the situation. Yeah. We got Goslin and uh, Launchpad and the Thunderquack. And um, they're trying to figure out how to help him. And um, 
Goslin, wait, oh, Goslin asks Launchpad to go and that she stays there and Launchpad thinks it's very mature of her. Yep. But Goslin wants to use her cell phone to make some phone calls. Oh, technically, Plus probably she's alone. Darkwing's cell phone. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't phone. have her own cell phone yeah. yet. Because that's all but, that she wants this entire series is a cell yeah. phone. Yeah. So Launchpad's jumping to come to the rescue. I'm coming, DW. But then he spots cotton candy. Ooh, blue raspberry. Launchpad, <laughs> I can't believe you. And yeah, those faces are just precious for Launchpad. The way his eyes bulge out and then the, the panel after where he's just munching the cotton candy. But, yeah. And I love the bit that Darkwing's not even so upset that Launchpad didn't come to save him. The very least you could do is recognize green apple is the superior flavor. <laughs> so Darkwing has managed to get himself out of the Ferris wheel and gets to the ground and we get our second let's get dangerous of the issue yeah. and a dramatic uh, cape over the face moment yeah so he does take a moment to chide launch pad I take everything I said about, wait I take back everything I said about you 30 seconds ago huh exactly I don't get that panel <laughs> what do you mean What's going on there? Why did he say that? Like, basically, uh, it was a couple pages uh, back where where Launchpad is there and he just realized it. And then he says, well, that's the kind of expediency I should expect from a sidekick. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he complimented him there and he was taking that compliment back. Okay. I was a little confused. <laughs> yeah. So Darkwing ends up chasing Dr. No Good into a fun house uh, full of mirrors. Really? A house of mirrors? For once, could I have a villain not go full cliche? Yeah. At least. But, yeah. What? He's, Darkwing says, at least this way I can catch every one of my good angles. They're all my good angles. <laughs> we get a nice splash page. Yeah, and that's a nice little callback to the first issue with where the good angle thing, you know, was mentioned a couple times. <laughs> yeah. But Dr. No Good, hiding in a spot where Darkwing can't see him, shoots a uh, dart at him, which hits him. I knew the easiest way to distract you was with your greatest love, yourself. But Darkwing apparently is a good actor. Oh, that's where you went wrong. I mean, I am indescribably, impossibly, inscrutably handsome, but there is someone I love a lot more, which I'm assuming he's referring to Goslin since he's holding her whistle, which he yeah. uses to destroy all of the mirrors and reveal the real Dr. No Good. It's actually just a glass-destroying whistle, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I'm also an admirable actor, and this is a dart-proof cape, patent pending. <laughs> so yeah. Dr. No Good tries to run away, you know, and but Darkwing uh, throws the dart right back at him. No, not when I'm staging my comeback! <laughs> so yeah. 
Darkwing is triumphant, isn't he? Yep, and well, maybe. (laughs) Then you get not quite so fast. And we get the reveal of Negaduck. Yep, he's finally here, folks. Negaduck, (laughs) but you you disappeared. What is? What is it with all these supposedly not alive or disappeared bad guys showing up all of a sudden? What now, are they referring to with this? Is my question: Is it the comic book or is it the show? <laughs> I think it's the show, and I personally think it's a reference to life, the negaverse, and everything. That's kind of what I was imagining. Yeah, since he was supposedly, you know, trapped, you know. Like, sucked into oblivion by the universal plug. Yep. <laughs> now, granted, he showed up in the show after that episode, too, yeah, so maybe it's exactly. not. So that's why it's, like, kind of confusing, because, yeah, he was back already in the show and didn't end with it. He didn't, you know, go away and never come back, ever. Right, but it's not just him back, is he? I'm yeah. back along with the whole fearsome five. Yay. Yep. Liquidator, Megavolt, Bushroot, and Quackerjack are all here. We got awesome. a, Yep. We get a nice little bit of dialogue from Bushroot. When Megavolt started having doubts about Fowl, I decided to track down track our old leader down. It's amazing what you can hear through the grapevine. <laughs> nice pun. Yeah, And then we get a very confusing panel that when I first read this, I thought Liquidator was talking, but then I yep. realized the dialogue balloon was actually pointing to Negaduck's shadow. And yep. now that you've knocked out the no-good doctor for us, we don't need him or you anymore. Yeah. So we do get some Liquidator dialogue here. Do you want to tackle this one? Sure. The best way to get rid of a bad guy with an ego is to find a good guy with an ego. <laughs> and now we just have one more stain to remove. Yep. And, and he's kind of in what? a, I don't know exactly what he's doing. He's kind of like in a whirl, a whirlpool thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then Negaduck mentions that he spent some time hiding out in Vegas and he learned five against one is terrible. Terrible odds for Darkwing. Also, we get the return of Quacker Jack's rubber ducks. <laughs> yep. I don't see Mr. Banana Brain. <laughs> Not yet, but he does appear. But we don't just get the return of Quacker Jack with his rubber ducks and the rest of the Fearsome Five. We've also got the Justice Ducks coming in with our first of the uh, bad sound effects. There's not many of them in this one, but we do (laughs) have to suffer through a Justice Smash as Launchpad, (laughs) Morgana, Stegmut, Gizmoduck, Neptunia, and the Quiverwing Quack all come in. That is my best. What? Oh, I was going to say it's weird that they have Launchpad because I always assumed he wasn't part of the Justice Ducks. True. Yep, and Goslin says, math is my best subject, especially addition. The justice ducks, but how did you... Cell phones, Dad, but no more talking. And then we get <laughs> our third Let's Get Dangerous said by everybody. <laughs> yeah, and that's a first, right? <laughs> yep. So 
So we got uh, Bushroot fighting with uh, Morgana, and it looks like Launchpad's surfing on Liquidator. <laughs> yeah, this this whole sequence is very like end of Justice Justice Ducks Part Two. Yeah, I'll get rid of the magic. Oh, honey, in a battle of nature versus magical nurture, the power is on my side. As, <laughs> she, as Morgana turns Bushroot's uh, vines into magical snakes. And I love the little Indiana Jones yeah. reference here. Why did it have to be magical, magical snakes? snakes. <laughs> <laughs> and looks like we get a rematch of uh, Neptunia versus Liquidator. You want to handle Liquidator's dialogue for that one? My dignity is going low, low, low. <laughs> Which, yeah, that one does sound a lot better as Liquidator dialogue. <laughs> yeah. We also have our second of the bad sound effects as Megavolt pulls out a Gizmo Zap against Gizmo Duck. This is very <laughs> bad for perform my wiring. And yep. you see in the background, the magical snakes are going after Bushroot. They're called magical snakes, but they're just snakes. <laughs> yeah. Well, they were conjured by magic, though. So. Yeah. <laughs> and Quiverwing Quack, it looks like, is about to... Well, I guess she is shooting a, a rubber arrow at a Megavolt. And we see yeah. Quackerjack about to try and attack her. And he does have Mr. Banana Brain in his hand. Yeah, there he is. <laughs> yep. Though I'm not sure I quite uh, get the dialogue exchange here with Jocelyn, because she says, I've got your back if this guy doesn't drive me bananas first. And you hear a, uh, oh, I, I guess that's probably supposed to be Stagmut then, isn't it? Since oh, I see the, the next panel shows Stagmut oh, okay. using his tail to whack uh, Quackerjack. Yeah. Like, at yes, first I thought Megavolt was saying it. Yeah, me too. I didn't Which, even right now yeah that that's what we're saying about we need to have a better uh solution for dialogue boxes especially if there's a character off screen they should have like a line of color around the the word bubble or even color the word bubble itself in the colors of the person speaking yeah you know cut down on the confusingness of it i do but, like how uh yeah, Stigmat whacks Quacker Jack with his tail, and he goes through the comic panel. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. That is awesome. Yeah. So, Goslin does shoot uh, Megavolt with a uh, rubber arrow. Rubber arrows. My dad always said safety first. <laughs> and Negaduck pushes uh, Goslin down. And Darkwing says, that's my girl, which I don't. I'm a little confused uh, whether what he's yeah. uh, talking about. Like, yeah, I'm not I, sure if he's saying it as a proud, like, that's my girl, or, hey, that's my girl. Yeah, I think that's what they meant. I, that one confused me, too. I was like, that's my girl. <laughs> yeah. I think he's yelling at, at Negaduck, getting mad at him. Yeah, but Negaduck whips out his trusty chainsaw. Time to cut you down the size. But Darkwing pulls out his gas gun. Gas gun? Ha! What are you going to do with that? And with our third bad sound effect, he shoots a wad of gas of a bubble gum with a chew pow at Negaduck. <laughs> Have you ever had to get gum out of a child's hair? 
the gum <laughs> goes all over Negaduck and covers his chainsaw. My, my chainsaw! chainsaw. <laughs> my beautiful chainsaw! <laughs> yeah. But all of the bad guys are captured by the magical snakes, though one of those people does not make sense to be <laughs> captured by them since he can turn like he's liquid. Yeah, that's like what always happens when it's Fearsome Five Liquidator. He's all of a sudden like easy to catch. <laughs> but yeah. when he's on his own, they make it like impossible to fight him. Yep. But the uh, Fearsome Five are defeated, and Darkwing has congratulated everyone. Great work, everyone. I have to say, teamwork really does make me look great. That's not quite how the saying goes. I improved it. <laughs> I do like the facial expressions on Darkwing in these few panels here. I, I love the exchange between him and Morgana here. Yep. Oh, Doc, okay. never, never change. change. I won't. <laughs> yep, but Darkwing has one other thing he has to do, doesn't he? Yep. He Someone's getting a reward. Yeah, he pulls out his cell phone and says, I think it's time someone had one of her, your own. Yes, I can't wait to post. Whoa, <laughs> I didn't say any social media unless it's official Darkwing fan posts. He would make that rule. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> he definitely would make Goslin run his fan page, too. <laughs> yeah. Or Launchpad. Well, Launchpad's a little too busy uh, fixing Gizmo Duck back up. <laughs> yeah. And then Launchpad says, Justice Ducks, amazing. Maybe the town of St. Canard will make statues of all of us now. I didn't know you were a Justice Duck, uh, LP. I know. <laughs> but Darkwing says, Let's not get too hasty. There's only one statue. After all, there's only one Darkwing Duck. The end. Yep. And that is the end of the arc. So, what are your thoughts? Um, I mean, coming off of that last issue, it's definitely not as good. There's a lot of, it feels extremely rushed. Like, I don't know what was going on in the process of making it but like there's all this big stuff that happens in it that's cool that you get the justice ducks and the fearsome five but it's all really fast there's kind of you know a lot of sloppy it's not like the story or the dialogue's fault it's just how the comics put together you know being a big comic book person whenever you try to get other people to get into it they're like i'm always confused as to you know what what bubble you're supposed to read in what order and who's saying what and I always have to defend it and say you know it's there's a lot of basic rules that make it make sense and it's not that difficult but this is an example of one that like I think everybody would get confused <laughs> reading it to be yeah. honest like I'm old hat at reading comics and there are times where even I'm like wait yeah who said what totally I know <laughs> so what would you uh, give this as a rating um, hmm. I think I'm gonna have to do two and a half. All right. 
Uh, I thought it was a fairly decent comic. You know, not anywhere near as good as the last issue, unfortunately. You know, I I kind of feel that they actually shouldn't have brought the Justice Ducks into this one because we know that the next, like, three issues, at least, maybe even the next four issues, are going to have the Justice Ducks. So I feel like they should have saved them for for those issues and just had Darkwing, Goslin, and LP find a way to beat either the Fearsome Five or, or even don't even bring the rest of the Fearsome Five back in. Just keep it at, you know, Negaduck and Megavolt. Yeah. You yeah. Know. Uh, it um, was very confusing at times, you know, hard to tell where, you know, who was talking or what the sequence was. You know, a couple oddball things. They still haven't used Goslin's catchphrase. I'm actually starting to get a little peeved about that. Like, we've had half of her catchphrase. I, yep. <laughs> like, I, I know she didn't say it every episode, but I'm pretty sure that if this had been six episodes of the show, she would have said it by now in six episodes. Yeah. You know, I thought some of the gags were really well done. You know, I love that panel-breaking one. I didn't even catch that on my first two readings. But ultimately, if I had to give this, you know, with a gas gun score, I think I'd give it a three and a half. Like, issue uh, five, I think I gave a perfect five to. You know, this one's not... Like, this is somewhere in between issue three and issue four in terms of the scaling. Yeah, I mean... There's a lot of positive things in it for me, too. Like, I think the art is, you know, like, finally it's starting to have its own style, which is cool. Yeah, though though there's still some mess missteps, like, as you mentioned, with Megavolt's feet. And I feel like they didn't quite get Negaduck's face right for a lot of the panels he was in. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's... I know it's a little difficult. Like, you can't just draw Darkwing and color him in Negaduck's colors. Like, he has yeah. his own facial range. Yeah. Yeah, and there's certain expressions that just don't work for him. Yeah. Um, also, like, this one, like, the way that it's written is a lot like the show. Like, if this, I could see this as, like, an episode. Yeah. From, like, all the dialogue and stuff. Maybe not the best for a comic, though. It's a wordy little thing, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's wordy, and there's, like, a lot of, like, if I was to do a quick summary, there isn't much that happens in it. But it would work if it was a cartoon, because you would have, like, a lot of action going on. Right. Yeah, but... Overall, it's decent. Now now that the whole arc has come to an end, what would you rate this first arc? Hmm. I would give it a three and a half. Ah. Uh, what are your reasons? I think, you know, it's just, it's kind of... <laughs> It's a tough act to follow, I guess, after <laughs> the last comics that we got. So I don't know if that's what I'm basing it off of, but um, 
Yeah, I mean, it kind of, it's definitely not as good, so I can't rate it super high. But then there was a lot of fun stuff in it. They were pretty true to the characters all throughout it. Like, there wasn't anything that felt weird, which a lot of times could happen, especially when it's been 30 years, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. That means you you there's like a high it's highly likely that a lot of the people that are going to be working on it never grew up with the show or you know only watched a couple episodes and thinking about how old it is it's pretty true to like the original property so it was pretty good all right if i had to give the arc a score i think i'd actually give it a two and a half you know, because there were flashes of brilliance and some issues definitely stood better than others, but it's hard to overcome how bad those first two issues were. Yeah. You know, there were so many missteps and mistakes and stumbles in those that, like, the third issue was better than the first two, but it still wasn't that great. The fourth one was decent the fifth issue was amazing and then obviously this one took a step backwards so i wish i could give it a better score than that you know i'm hopeful yeah. that that with some of the stepping stones out of the way the next arc might hit it out of the park but only time will tell i guess yeah i mean it's possible like again talking about like how old the property is it's like they might just be it seems like it's definitely more for a younger audience than the the last, like the Joe books or the Boom ones. Yeah. So but kids, that means you're you're making a book that's for kids that might not know anything about Darkwing Duck at all. So I mean, I could see why they made the choices they did, where they like really highlighted the individual characters. Whereas like for us, it's like we we know all these people. We don't need like introductions to any of them. <laughs> True, but I I still feel that they could have made a blend of stuff that any kid could pick up and get into, but would still be faithful to the hardcore fans. I yeah, it's a line that could have been been walked if they had taken the time to do it, and 